Amen. All right, grab your Bibles. Grab your Bibles. We are in John chapter number 10. John chapter number 10. Who needs a lesson? Who needs a lesson? Maybe you forgot to pick up a lesson. Who needs a lesson? Anybody need a lesson? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand real high. Amen. Raise your hand real high. Real high. Raise your hand real high. Anybody up top? Everybody good? Want to make sure everybody gets a lesson? John chapter number 10. How many of y'all had a great day? I want to thank God I had a lot better day than last Wednesday. Amen. Amen. How many of y'all had a bad day today? Man, had a bad day? Well, I feel for you. I feel for you. Hey, at least it it can only get better from here. Amen. All right. Now, before we go into this, I'm I'm a little squealy. I don't don't know what that is. It might be just the way I'm hearing it. uh, but here's what we're going to do. When we go into John chapter number 10, understand this, that, that the chapters and verses are put there by the translators for easier memorization and easy study. All right? It doesn't necessarily mean there's a break in the thought process. So in this particular point, in this particular chapter, we're, gonna, we're going from the end of 9 right on into 10. Now, we stopped last week at the end of 9. But keep in your head, he's talking to the same group. He's talking to the same people. It's at the same situation. And, and what is the situation? It's, it's when the, the, the blind man that was kicked out of the tabernacle. Now, how many of y'all know what I'm talking about? How many of y'all remember? Last week, we learned Jesus heals this blind guy. And, 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 and they're questioning him. And they're saying, you know, uh, who, who is this man? He said, all I know is a man named Jesus. And, 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 and so here they're interrogating him. They get frustrated with him. He gets frustrated with them. And he says, are you going to be his disciples? And they get angry. You were born in sin. You know, so they start, they start uh, you know, downplaying him, trying to discredit him. And ultimately, they end up kicking him out. And, and here's the thing. Here's this, here's this guy who's been blind his whole life. And, and he has finally got something going for him, you know? He's finally, his life has got meaning and hope, and, and now he's got something good happening in his life, and they have no mercy on him at all. Kick him out. But Jesus goes and finds him. Say amen right there. And, and you know the story from there. Well, as we go into chapter 10, he's still talking to those Pharisees. If y'all remember, he said something about being blind and, 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 and having the light, and they said, are we blind also? How many of y'all remember that? At the end of chapter 9, are we blind too? And he said, you know, and he, 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 he responds to that statement, their arrogance, and now we're still in that conversation. I, I know I took a long time to explain that, but that's, that's where we're at. We're still in that situation, same time, same people, same place, same situation. If that makes sense, say amen. All right, now let's go into verse chapter 10. Verse 1, same people, same situation. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name. How many of y'all are glad he knows your name? And he leadeth them out, and when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. And the sheep follow him, for he know, they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but he will flee from him. 
for they know not the voice of strangers. So all of a sudden, in the midst of this whole confrontation, Jesus just starts talking about sheep, shepherds, sheepfold, and, and just starts talking about this particular area of life. In this particular area of life would be real close to, the, to the, the people of Israel. Some of the most important figures in all of the Bible were shepherds. Abel was a shepherd. Moses was a shepherd. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all were shepherds. David was a shepherd boy. So, so a shepherd in that, in that terminology uh, would be close to their heart. They, were all, they all were familiar with Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen. Are you all with me? So, so he, wants to, he wants to teach a truth, and he wants to prove a point, and so he talks about this particular area of life. Well, they don't get it. They don't get it. Look what it says in verse 6. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them. Now he goes to explain it. <clears throat> verily, verily, I say unto you, I am... I am, oh yeah, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be and there and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. I am come that ye might have life and that ye might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. He that is a hireling, and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf cometh, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth, because he is a hireling, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And the other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also must I bring. And they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment, have I received of my Father. Father, thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Thank you for the privilege to study your word. Lord, I am excited to be here tonight. Lord, I, I pray that you'll help me to deliver your word and, and, and the truth you've given me and shared with me. God, I pray that you'll help me share with them. Lord, I pray that we can all leave here encouraged. I pray that we can all leave here blessed. pray that we can all leave here edified so that we can do everything in our life to glorify you. I pray your perfect will be done tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. <clears throat> the picture of sheep, shepherds, sheepfold, as we said, is very common in that culture and in that day. Psalm 100 says this, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God, it is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and in his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. All right? Let's just jump right into our outline and try to finish this tonight, all right? 
uh, let's start with an illustration. Let's start with an illustration. We already know, we already know we're still in the confrontation, if you will. Uh, Jesus has found this guy. Jesus has found this blind man uh, that the, 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 the Pharisees kicked out. They discarded. Uh, they excommunicated him. Uh, and, and so Jesus went and looked for him. And when he found him, he, he introduced himself to this man and said, are you going to believe? He said, who do I need to believe on? Who is he that I will believe on him? And he believes on the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and, and through this chapter, we know he gets saved. All right? He's, he's a believer now. Uh, and, and so in teaching him, uh, he, he, he basically takes a shot. He takes a shot at the Pharisees. <coughs> the Pharisees are the religious crowd. And I say this, I say this repetitively. And I know sometimes y'all might get tired of hearing this because you hear me say it all the time. But sometimes we have new people in the congregation and I want to make sure they understand who, what I, who what I'm talking about. When you hear that talks about the Jews, it's not necessarily talking about all of the nationality or all of that particular nation. It's talking about the leaders the Jewish leaders, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the, the Sanhedrin, if you will. So the Pharisees are here, and, and they've kicked him out, and, and they're hypocritical, they're self-righteous. Uh, they've been against Jesus from the very beginning, from the time that, that, that Jesus ran them out of the temple with, with scourging them, with a whip, turning the tables upside down. They have had a target on Jesus' back, and they've been after him. And so Jesus is constantly... He's constantly needling them and doing things to, to confront their hypocrisy and to confront their false religion and, and, and showing how far they have strayed from the original truth of God's Word. They were more interested in their tradition than they were the Word of God. They were more interested in their heritage and, in, and, and, and their man-made rules more than what God gave them there at Mount Sinai. So... He's still in this confrontation. He takes a shot at him, basically said, you're a bunch of blind people. He even says at one point uh, uh, that they are blind leading the blind. He said, if the blind lead the blind, they're all going to fall in a ditch. Amen? He said, just leave them alone. They're blind leading the blind. And so they arrogantly say, as we said last week, uh, are we blind also? He said, if, if it just, but let, me, let me just read it. Let me just read that last verse in, verse nine, in chapter 9. Jesus said unto them, If you were blind, you should have no sin. But now you say we see, therefore your sin remaineth. In other words, your own hypocrisy is condemning you. You think you can see, but you're blind. But because you say you can see, uh, listen, that is condemning yourself for who you are. Now, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Now he's going he, to basically address everybody but especially these Pharisees, especially these hypocrites who kicked out this, this, this poor beggar. Uh, and, and, he, and he tells a story about, about a shepherd and a true shepherd. There, 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 if there is a true shepherd, then that means there has to be a... Come on, everybody. That means there has to be a, a false shepherd. All right. Uh, there's got there, there, if there's something real, then that means there's got to be something fake. And so Jesus begins, and the whole purpose of this story is to is to show the real from the fake. So he he tells them he tells them, all right, that that, that a, a real shepherd, a real shepherd doesn't have to sneak in. A real shepherd doesn't have to sneak in. All right. Can, can I have that picture? Do you have that picture? 
I want to I use this picture. This is, this is a sheepfold. This is an ancient sheepfold. Most of them were made out of stone, out of rock. They would stack up. And they would, they would, they would herd all of the sheep into the sheepfold uh, for protection from the elements, from protection from, from, from wolves and, 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 and anything that would want to come from thieves that would come try to take. Uh, you know, Jesus begins to say something about thieves and robbers. And, and, and so and when they were close to town, they would leave a porter there at the door. Uh, uh, and they would, in other words, somebody there to keep watch while they go home or, or do whatever their business is. And, and many times, many times they would have more than one flock in a, a particular fold. You could have three flocks in a particular fold. You say, well, how do they get them all mixed up? It's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. You could have three of those shepherds that, the, the, that are the masters, the owners of these sheep, and they go three different directions, and all they got to do is start calling, and all of those flocks will go to each one that they belong to because they're familiar with the voice. And they will not go to a strange voice. Are y'all with me? It's really cool. So they will go here, and, and when they come, all right, if the porter knows the owners of the sheep, the porter. Now, now here's, the, here's the word to choose. It says, uh, uh, da, 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 da. verse 1, Verily I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door of the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a, and a, but he that entereth in by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth. Now, so he, he, remember, remember what he's doing. <clears throat> he's contrasting, and, and, and in the next point, we're going to see this in great detail, but he's contrasting the real shepherd from the thief and the robber. He's, and, and basically, the real shepherd is Jesus, obviously, and the, and the, and the, and the thieves and the robbers are the Pharisees. These are, these are, he's contrasting the, their behavior and what a real shepherd is like and what a real shepherd will do. And listen, these Pharisees are coming into the nation of Israel and they're stealing people away into their false religion. They're coming up some other way. Now, if you look in that, if you look at the picture again, if we can have that up there for just a second, uh, the porter would lay there and, 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 and basically keep, keep the sheep in, keep the wrong people out. Well, if a stranger came, somebody that the flock did not, did not belong to, they wouldn't let them in. So if they couldn't let them in, they got to come up some other way. If they were not, a, 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 listen, uh, specifically sent for this particular deal, all right, Jesus is basically saying, I'm the rightful. I am the one with authority. I am the rightful owner of the sheep. I am the good shepherd. Are y'all with me? Say amen. All right, now, <clears throat> let's, look at, let's look at the illustration, all right? Uh, a, in the, in the illustration he gives, verses 1 through 6, I want you to see, A, the purpose initiated. The purpose initiated. Why is he doing this? Because of the treatment of the beggar. Because of the treatment of the beggar. He's letting them see, look, these, these guys ain't real. Now remember, there's, there's a pretty good crowd. Anywhere Jesus went, there's a pretty good crowd. And in that crowd, Jews are those Pharisees. And so he's not only going to take another shot at them, he's going to explain and try to teach the other people that these guys are hypocrites. They are imposters. They are fakes. 
These are not people that you need to be following. Does that make sense? So the whole point of this, this chapter number 10, the whole point of this lesson on the shepherd and the sheep and the sheepfold is because of how they treated this poor blind man, kicking him out and mistreating him. All right? So we see the purpose initiated. Why did he even, why did he even give this story? All right? Secondly, B, the picture that's illustrated. The picture that's illustrated. We see a picture of the sheepfold. We see the thieves and the robbers. These are, these are characters in this story. We see the shepherd. <clears throat> and we see the sheep. Obviously, obviously, uh, we, can, we, can apply, we can apply who all these people are. But this is a picture that's very, very well known to the, to the, to the nation of Israel. They're, very, they're, they're, they're really well accustomed to the culture of shepherd and, she, and, and sheep raising. All right? The purpose initiated, the picture illustrated. But then I want you to see the principles implied. What are the principles he's trying to teach? What are the principles he's trying to teach? Look in verse number 2. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. That he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and he leadeth them out. All right? First, we see the ownership principle. The ownership principle. He calls his own sheep by name. His ownership principle. In other words, in other words, he's letting them know. He's letting them know that, that, that the thieves and the robbers, the Pharisees, they have no right. They have no right to the sheep. He is the owner. And we're going to see why he is the owner. Uh, he's a twofold owner. He's a creative owner and he's a redeeming owner. Are y'all with me? Say amen. He is the owner. Listen, he's the one with authority. He is the one that has the right to go through the door. He is the one who has the right to teach the truth and the principles that we have. And, and basically, we're going to see all point number one is, is a setup to understand point number two. All right? So we have the ownership principle. Uh, then we see the relationship principle. Write that down. The relationship principle. <clears throat> Say, so where you get that? And when he putteth forth his own sheep, his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Say it with me. They know his And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. So basically, basically he's telling the story. He's describing sheep. He's describing the life of sheep. He's describing the behavior of sheep, okay? Uh, he's telling everything, how that works. There's a porter. The porter only lets in the one who has a right to the sheep or the owner or the master, the shepherd, the one who has a right to the sheep. And then here's how the sheep will be. The sheep will know their master. The sheep will know their voice. The sheep will know them. Not only will the sheep know them, the sheep will follow them. And he goeth before them. Amen. Sheep are not driven. Sheep are led. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He, he leadeth. He leadeth me. He leadeth me. 
He leadeth. What does that mean? He's in front. He's not behind driving. He gives us an example. He says, come. What did he tell, what did he tell the disciples? Come and follow me. Are y'all with me? Say amen. So they're like, what's this mean? Why, 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 are, we getting this, why are we getting this lesson on sheep? What's this all about? Especially the Pharisees. Especially them. What, what's this have to do with anything? Now, this is when it starts getting, getting Jesus is starting to take these principles and then apply it in this situation. All right? Now, Jesus just comes out and says, look in the ver- next verse, verse number 7. Then said Jesus unto them, Verily, verily. Remember when he says that, pay attention. Verily, verily means truly, truly. What I'm fixing to tell you is really important. I say unto you, I am the door. I am the door. Now now the the, the picture is changing just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Give me my picture again, if you don't care. Uh, the, the, the picture is the first time, the first time he, he begins to tell the story about the sheep, he talks about a porter, all right? When, when, the, when the shepherd would use a porter to, to stay and keep watch over the sheep while they went home for the night or they did business or whatever they did until they could come back and then have the right, the porter would let the rightful owner come in. Well, when they were in the field or they were in the wilderness, they would have these set up and they literally became the porter. And this is what this is what a shepherd would do. If you'll see that opening there, they would they would herd all and lead all of the uh, uh, the sheep into the fold, and then he would lay across the front of that fold, which literally he would become the the door. Does that make sense? So now Jesus is getting even more personal. He's getting even more personal in this particular explanation. Now watch what it says. As he keeps reading, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me. Let's, let's put it this way. Maybe, maybe, <clears throat> give, me, give me about five people, five men. Come on, five guys, five guys, five guys. There you go, there you go. Ho, 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 there we go. All right, come on up, Doc. All right. All right, stand right here. You're the beggar. Stack them up. Y'all get closer together. Y'all get closer together. All right, I need five more over here. I need five more over here. Come on, 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 guys. Quick, 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 quick. Five, quick, quick, quick. That's four. All right, every volunteer, Dole's going to give $10. All right. All right, now, this is, this is the general population. Y'all with me? This is the general population. This is just a crowd in the street, all right? This is the poor beggar that's here. He's the one has been kicked out. He's the one Jesus is ministering to. So, so, so basically, Jesus is kind of talking to everyone. Stack up, boys, stack up. Come on, come on, four, too deep, too deep. There we go. Y'all, there you go. That's right. That's how. It, all right, now watch how this works. Y'all come on over. Y'all, y'all, y'all all in, in the conversation too. All right? Jesus is addressing everybody. <clears throat> Jesus is addressing everybody. But he's aiming at these turkeys. No, 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 no. 
These are the religious crowd. These are the Pharisees. These are the critical ones that kicked him out. Now watch, watch how this, watch, watch me. I'm Jesus. <clears throat> I am, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are, not was, so he's talking about present. Jesus was a religious leader, right? He was a rabbi. They would call him master. They would call him rabbi. Uh, he, he came. They, they considered, some considered him a prophet. They wasn't sure what he was altogether, but they knew there was something special about him. They knew he was a man come from God. Some thought he was a prophet. Some thought he was a teacher. Some thought he was John Baptist come back from the dead, you know. Uh, but they knew there was something special about him. And what Jesus is saying here, all the religious people that you depended on and, and, and you listened to and you've been trying to follow, all that came before me are thieves and robbers. you got to put your mind in that particular scenario. Now, how do you think they felt about that? You're going to know at the end of this chapter, they begin to pick up stones. Y'all with me? And they wasn't building with them. Can you see how this is working now? You got this religious crowd, the Pharisees, who have been fleecing the flock who have been brutalizing and putting such a bondage on the, the regular people, Jesus told them, you're putting a bondage on them that you can't even follow. You remember, you remember when Jesus said this, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden? You remember? And I'll give thee rest, take my yoke upon you, learn of me. You know what he was saying? He was speaking to this crowd who's been trying to follow this crowd and keep up with this crowd's set of rules which were extra-biblical rules, which was not God's word. It was their tradition and their man-made rules. And what Jesus, you know what Jesus was saying by that? Don't worry about what they're saying. Just follow me. Amen. Just learn of me. Learn of me. Learn what I'm telling you. All that came before me are thieves and robbers. And we're fixing to read in these next few verses. This verse 1 talks about Jesus. Verse, the next verse will be the... The Pharisees. Next verse, Jesus. Next verse, Pharisees. Next verse. And he's contrasting these. Does that make sense? Say amen. amen. All right. Good job, guy. Good job. I may need you again, so don't, don't get too comfortable in them chairs right there. All right. Write this down. They're confused about what he's saying, so he begins to explain. We have an explanation. First, there's a contrast explained. In other words, Jesus uses verses to say and explain why he is different than them. All right? Watch this. Verse 7. Verse 7. Now watch this. Watch how it goes from one to the other to the one to the other to the one to the other. Watch this right here. Verse 7. Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Who's that talking about? Come on, everybody. Jesus. All right? Uh, verse number. So we go to verse 8. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. Who's that talking about? Pharisees. All right. Verse 9. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Who's that talking about? Jesus. Verse 10. The thief cometh not to kill, or the thief cometh not but to kill, for to steal, to kill, and destroy. Who's that talking about? But I am come. Can you imagine Jesus pointing back and forth? The thief cometh not for to kill, steal, kill, and destroy. 
I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But the hireling, the hireling, and not, listen, he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not. You know why they mistreated this beggar? Because he didn't belong to them. How many of y'all know you'll treat stuff that belongs to you better than? Anyway. Oh, yeah. The hireling, he begins to describe the hireling. He begins to describe this crowd. They see the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. In other words, basically, you know what he's saying there? All they care about is themselves. They don't care about the sheep. They, They didn't care about this blind man. If they truly cared about this blind man, they'd be tickled that he could see. Amen? He said, they don't care. Now watch. The wolf catches them and scatters the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he's a hireling and careth not for the sheep. He's pointing them. Now back to himself. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. I put in your notes right there. Christ, verses 7, 9, 11, and 14. The Pharisees, 8, 10, 12, and 13. Now, do y'all see what he's doing with these verses now? He's trying to get the people to understand the difference between the true shepherd and the fake shepherd. The real shepherd, the one who has a right to the sheep, the one who is the owner of the sheep, the real thing and the false shepherds. If that makes sense, say amen. Now, here's, here's what I want you to do. It's, it, we're fixing to get in some good stuff right here. <clears throat> Man, I, I, when, I, when I started seeing this stuff, it, it, it just really, it stood out and it's great. Not only do we see a contrast explained, he's wanting them to see that we are different. We are different. Now, I want you to see salvation, salvation expressed. We're going to see salvation in this story with the shepherd. <clears throat> in verse number nine, and by the way, he repeats two different. He repeats two different adjectives or two different uh, uh, explanation uh, descriptions of himself. He says, "I am the door." Twice, he says, "I am the door." Twice, he says, "I am the good shepherd." Twice. Anytime you see him repeating something, that means it's very important. It's saying something. It's teaching you something. Okay. So he says, "I am the door." What does that mean? What does that represent? It teaches us. The access to salvation. How many openings? Can can we go back to the picture again? I'm going to work you to death tonight. Work you to death. All right. How many many entrance openings to that? How many? There's not many ways in there? How many? Jesus said, I am the. He didn't say a. He didn't say, I'm, I, I am a door. I know what this culture is trying to teach, and I know what this world is trying to teach, and they're trying to say there's many ways to heaven. Just pick whichever way you choose or whichever way fits you. Uh, but let me tell you something. The truth is this. There ain't but one way. There's not but one way. There's only one access to heaven. There's one, only one access. Look what Jesus says about it. Look what Jesus says about it in verse number 8. Or excuse me, uh, 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 verse number 9. Verse number 9. Are you there? Say amen. I am the door. Now watch how he applies it. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be 
saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. When you go in, you find protection. When you go out, you find provision. We see the pasture. He leadeth me beside still waters. He leadeth me to green pastures. Aren't you glad in Jesus Christ you have provision? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In other words, he's going to provide. The good shepherd knows what the sheep need, and he's going to lead us to those green pastures. He's going to give it. He's going to set a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Say amen. He said, I'm the door. A door represents access. Say that with me. It represents Jesus said in John 14, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 18, for through him, say that with me, for through we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. How do we have a relationship with God the Father? How in the world did a sinful creature, somebody who was broke down in sin, somebody who was wretched, someone who was vile, someone who sinned, uh, the best we could do, the best we could do, our righteousness are filthy rags in God's eyes. So how could somebody so filthy and so rotten and so sinful, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, how could somebody that's fallen short of the glory of God come into the presence of the one who the beings in heaven cry out, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. How can somebody that comes out of darkness go into the presence of God who is light and in him is no darkness at all? I'll tell you how we have access. Through him. Through him. Not through religion. Not through good works. Not through good deeds. But through Jesus Christ. I have access. Somebody say it, man. I have access to the glory. I have access to the holy of holies in heaven. Listen, this is, this is a perfect picture we see. When the, when the tabernacle was here on this earth, there was a veil. <clears throat> there was a veil that separated man from God. That separated, listen, sinful man from a holy God. And the only one that could go in there, and they could only go once a year, was the high priest. And he could not go in without blood. And he could go in, listen, to the mercy seat where the Shekinah glory of God was. But there was a veil that separated man from God. Now, when Jesus died on the cross, the Bible said that that veil, that curtain, that separation, that hindrance, that blockade that kept man from getting to God, it ripped from the top all the way down to the bottom. And it wasn't so God could get out. It was so man could get in. He is that veil now, it says. We have access through Jesus Christ. He said, I am the door. I am the access to the fold. I am the access to salvation. I am the access to my Father. Somebody say amen. Oh, what a great picture of salvation. I'm the door. The door. I'm the door. Now, not only do we see this represents the access, the access to salvation. Look what it says. <clears throat> the very next verse in verse 14, <clears throat> or excuse me, verse 2. No, verse 11. 
slowing my brain down. Amen. I'm getting too excited. I can't help it. I'm glad I got access. I'm glad I got access. I don't deserve access, but I got it. Amen. Look what it says in verse 11. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. This represents the acquiring of salvation. The acquiring of salvation. How did we get access? He paid the way. <laughs> oh, this is good. Look here. In the old dispensation, watch this now. In the old dispensation, the sheep gave their life for the shepherd. The shepherd would bring a lamb. And that innocent lamb had to die as a substitute for the shepherd. But now, Jesus is saying, now the shepherd is dying as a substitute for the sheep. Y'all getting this? Listen. Salvation is not cheap. It's free. But it's not cheap. We see the substitutionary death. Man, we've seen it all the way from, all the way from, uh, 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 it is so pictured in Egypt, the night of the Passover. When the, when, the, when the death angel came and God said, you take a lamb and you take that blood of the lamb, you kill that blood of the, at, the, at the door of that household. You put that blood on the doorpost and the lintel. When that death angel comes, he says, when I see the blood, I will, I will pass over you. What does that mean? The death angel was judgment. Judgment. Say that with me. Now watch. Watch. Why? Watch this now. Watch this. This will open your eyes to something. Why did the angel pass over the house that had the blood on the doorpost? The angel represented judgment. Judging. Why did he pass over? Because there was something that was already judged what was the judgment the firstborn would die something had to die but why did the angel pass over because something had already when God looks down at a saved human being why does the, the judgment of hell pass over? Because something has already been judged. <laughs> Y'all not with me. <clears throat> Let me illustrate it this way. <clears throat> Back in the wild prairie days, out, out west, 
these prairie farmers, they would, they would, they would have their little their their uh, homesteads and all of that. And and every now and then there'd be a wild prairie fire. And those those, those prairie fires were were terrible. I mean, you couldn't outrun them. I mean, it, it just it, the, the terrain and, and and the way it was, you, you just. So what they learned to do when they would see one coming, and they'd see the smoke, and they'd see the flames, and they'd see there's no way to avoid this. They would take fire, and they would burn all around their homestead. They would burn the grass all around their homestead in the area all around their homestead. And that raging fire, that judgment would come. And you know what it'd do? It'd stop where it was already judged you know where I'm standing in in an already prejudged condition you know why because my shepherd gave his life for me man the acquiring the acquiring of salvation the access to salvation, the acquiring to salvation. Watch, watch the next one. Watch the next one. This is a good one too. <clears throat> then we see verse number 14. <clears throat> verse number 14. I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. And, and know my sheep. And am known of mine. That's the association in salvation. What does that mean? I know him, and he knows me. Let me help you with something. I walked into a business today, this morning, and, uh, and I had overalls on, which is usually what I usually have on if I'm not here. And uh, and they're ventilated because <clears throat> they're they're just good and broke in, if you know what I mean. Some of y'all didn't catch that first one. <laughs> Tim, you knew what I was talking about, didn't you? Yeah, they're ventilated. <clears throat> and I've done got a belly now. I got to let that first button on the top stay unbuttoned too. <clears throat> I learned that from Wilt, my coon hunting buddy. Amen. That's. How you get a little more wear out of them after you gain a little weight, amen. Well, I was in this, I was in this business, and uh, and uh, the owner of the business came through walking. I was about from here to the drum set, and 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 and, and she just stopped and looked at me. And I said, "Good morning." She didn't say nothing. And she said, Brother Carter. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, oh. She didn't recognize. She said, you don't look right. <laughs> look different. She laughed. She, uh, uh, her, her children said that, that I look just like their dad. That's what he wore all the time. I said, well, man, I'd rather wear this than anything. 
I, I, I sometimes go places where, where what I normally look like, you know, most people wouldn't associate with that. Maybe two country, two redneck, whatever. I heard one lady said she had, she had watched on, on the, on the, on the uh, website and, and, and told another lady, said, that's that church where that preacher don't know how to talk right. Guilty. <laughs> you know, do y'all realize there's some people that that, that, that won't associate with you? Yeah. You you may not be you may not be on uh, from the right side of the tracks. You may you may not have enough in your portfolio. They may not. And it was funny. It was funny too because they told me a story. They told me their story of their father who owned the owned the store. He's in heaven now, but he owned the store and 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 two highfalutin salesmen. So they got out their car and they was adjusting their ties and they was getting everything just right. And, and he just happened to be wearing overalls and high boots on because the basement was flooded. <clears throat> and he's standing there and they walk in and said, we'd like to speak to the owner. He said, okay. He said, can I help you with anything? He said, well, we would ju we'd just as soon talk to the owner. He said, okay. And he turned around and went back down in the basement. <clears throat> And they looked at the daughter, and the daughter said, that's the owner. <laughs> and this is what they said. We have seen we've offended him, so we'll come back later. Amen. <laughs> you say, why are you saying all that? Some people ain't for everybody. But watch this. In John 14, in John 14, it says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive. Say that with me. And. Receive. Say it again. And. Receive. If you look that word up, it, it doesn't mean fetch. It means to associate oneself with. You get that? The King of kings, the Lord of lords, the creator of the universe. Are y'all with me? I'm not talking about a highfalutin Washington politician. I'm not even talking about a royal dignitary from England. I'm talking about the creator of this world said this, I am going to associate myself with you. Are you getting that? You know why? Because he says, I'm the good shepherd, and I know them, and they That's the association of salvation. He knows my name. That represents, that represents, and know, and think about this. In, in, in the King James Bible, the word know was used for the most intimate relationship. Adam knew Eve and she conceived. It was a, the most intimate relationship. And what God is saying, I have a relationship with my, my people. I know them and they know me. This is not, listen, sometimes we have this wrong, uh, we, he is royal, he is holy, he is high and majestic, but thank God he calleth us friends. I know them and they know me. Matter of fact, 
matter of fact, the way he describes the shepherds, he calls them on by name. And you know what else it says in there? He knows us so good, he's got the hairs on our head numbered. Some more difficult than others, amen, right there. How many of y'all are glad he knows you? Go ahead and laugh, Mr. Marchman. I see you laughing over there. How many of y'all are glad we've got a God who was willing to associate? Watch this right here. Watch this right here. You know who he associated most with? That old blind beggar. (laughs) The lowest of the low. They kicked him out. But Jesus went and found him. <laughs> anyway, let's hurry. Oh, goodness. <clears throat> Where are we at? What number? Okay. All right, give me number one on there. We see the access to salvation. Then number two, the acquiring of salvation. Number three, we see the association of salvation. Number four, I want you to see the agenda. <clears throat> the agenda with salvation. What's 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 Jesus trying to do? Look in verse number 16. Now remember, remember, initially when Jesus came, he came to the Jewish people. Right? You remember when, 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 when the, the Gentile woman came to him and he said, it's not meat that I should cast the, the children's bread to the dogs? And, and, and we, know, we know Jesus loved this woman just as much as he loved the Jewish people. He was, he was, he was drawing faith out of her, and that's a whole other story. But the point is, he offered salvation to the Jewish people first. He was offering a kingdom. He was coming as their king, and they rejected him, right? Watch this right here. Watch this right here. Look what Jesus says in this verse. He says in verse 16, verse 16, are you there? And other sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. And it's talking about the fold there. It's talking about the nation of Israel. Okay? He's talking about Judaism. Okay? Watch. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold. Now, this word fold here is, if you look up the translation of that word, it's flock. In other words, in other words, the fold coming out of the nation of Israel... And other sheep, the other sheep are the Gentile people. How many of y'all know when he came into his own and his own? They rejected him. They did not receive him. So he turned to the Gentiles. And they were grafted in. Are y'all with me? They were brought in. And he began to build the church. Are y'all with me? The church is that one flock. The church. The one body. Now let's look at the verses I gave you. Look at the verses I gave you. Ephesians chapter 2. In other words, this is the agenda. This is what the shepherd had in mind. This was the plan. Because see, there was a day when the Jewish people were on the inside. And everybody else was on the outside looking in. Y'all with me? The Jewish people were God's chosen people. The Jewish people were selected. And they were special. And they were privileged. And everybody else was on the outside. But God had a plan To bring everybody together. Say amen. Watch what it said. Ephesians 2.11. Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh. Who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision. Talking about the Jewish people. In the flesh made by hands. 
that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of the promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, but now, in Christ Jesus. Who is Christ Jesus? The door. What is he saying? But now you have access. Are y'all with me? Watch what it says. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace who hath made both Jew, Gentile. He's made both Jew and Gentile what? One. And hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Having abolished in the flesh, in his flesh, the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain, what? One, One what? In other words, in the church, you're neither Jew nor Gentile. You are Christ. You are one new man. Are y'all with me? Look what it says. Look what it says. It says, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, that he might reconcile both unto God, Jew and Gentile, in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. Now let's go back to verse 16. And other sheep, Gentiles, I have, which are not of this fold, Jews, them I must bring, they shall hear my voice, and there shall be... And one In other words, I'm not going to be just the shepherd of the Jewish people. I'm going to be the shepherd of all the people. You say, what did salvation do? It brought us together. The cross, the access that we have. You see, a Gentile couldn't, couldn't never go into the Holy of Holies. But guess what? When that veil ripped from the top to bottom, we received access. And now the Bible says that we have boldness to go. We have a, a, an opportunity to go boldly before the throne of grace. Amen. Now a Gentile can do what only a high priest Jew could do before. We all, here it is, we all have access. By what? Jesus Christ, the good shepherd and the door. Church, say amen. amen. Okay. Look, one more, one more, one more. <clears throat> one more. We see the access to salvation, the acquiring of salvation, the association in salvation, the agenda with salvation. He's wanting to bring everybody together. He's wanting to make one new man, one, one new man in the church. Verse 5. We see the ability, the ability for salvation. How's he going to be able to do this? How's, how's, he going, how's he going to be able to do this? How's he going to bring us all together? How's he going to acquire? Watch what it says. Watch what it says. Verse 17. Verse 17. Therefore doth my father love me, because I, I lay down my life, that I might. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to. And I have power to say amen. amen. Watch this. If you look at your verse, I'm going to just say it because we're kind of out of time. But look at your verse in, in Matthew chapter 26. 
Here's what happens. Here's what happens. They're in the garden. They're in the garden. And, and, and they're coming to arrest Jesus, right? All these soldiers are coming to arrest Jesus. They've got, they've got staves. They've got torches. They're coming to arrest him. And, 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 and old Peter, he pulls out a sword. And he cuts the servant's ear off. And this is what Jesus says. What are you doing? Don't you understand? Don't you understand that I could call? I could just say the word. And my father, how many, how many does it say? Twelve? Twelve legions of angels. Twelve legions of angels. And by the one, he wouldn't need but one. One angel could whoop the snot out of all of them, but Jesus is trying to make a point. Some say the legion is a thousand. I've, I've read some say, think the legion is 10,000. Whatever it was, it's a host of them. He said, look, man, they're not, they're not taking anything from me. I'm not a victim. I'm not a martyr. I'm giving it. Doesn't this, doesn't this bring Isaac back to mind? A young man who could have overpowered his own father, but he submitted to the will of his father and allowed himself to be sacrificed. You know what Jesus is saying? I got power. Nobody's taking nothing from me. I have power too. Lay it down, and I have power too. So why aren't you afraid of dying? Because he. So how do you know you're going to get up? Because he did. If he had power to bring himself back, he's got power to bring me back. Are y'all with me? We got 14 seconds. <clears throat> All right. Here's the accusation. Here's the accusation, 19 through 21. There was a division, therefore, among the Jews for these sayings, and many of them said, He hath a devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? And others said, These are not the words of him that hath a devil. Can a devil open the, the eyes of the blind? Two things. Write these things down. They called, he was called a devil, and he created a division. He was called a devil, and he's created a division. Here's the point. Here's the point. Anytime Jesus is proclaimed or, or, or Jesus is witnessed or preached about, there's going to be some that believe and there's going to be some that disbelieve. Jesus will always create a division. If you follow Christ, there's going to be some for you, but you can bet this, there's going to be some against you. All right? Let me give you these last things. We've got zero seconds. <clears throat> We see the revelation. Look what he says in verse, verse number 22. Now, this is at a separate time. Uh, uh, Warren Wearsby said this is about two months later. They hemmed Jesus up, and they said, tell us. Quit making us wait. Quit making. And by the way, how many times have we studied so far how many times he's already told them? And they just keep on, and they keep on, keep on. How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believe not. 
The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. That's the first one. A, or number one, under Revelation, we see authenticating signs. He says, everything I've done, every miracle I've performed, authenticate the word I'm giving you. All right? The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. Every blind person that's seeing now says, I'm him. Every lame man that's walking down that street today says, I'm him. This blind man standing in right in front of you says, I'm him. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right, we see authenticating signs. Then verse 26, but ye believe not because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Verse 26 and 27 reveal this, who the true sheep are. Only the true sheep are going to believe. Only the true sheep are going to hear his voice. Unbelief will cause you to be blind. And here's the thing. Unbelief begets more unbelief. Verse 28. And I will give unto them eternal life, and they shall never, say that with me, they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. What's verse 28 revealed to us? Eternal security. I do not know how any person any person who believes that you can lose your salvation once you've been truly redeemed and truly converted, how they can read that verse and still believe you can lose it. Let me read it again. My sheep, or excuse me, verse number 28. And I give unto them, who? The sheep that hear his voice and follow him. Eternal life. And they shall, come on. They shall, they shall never. What does never mean? In the Greek, it means never. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. He's got the whole world in his now, how are you going to jump out of a hand that's big enough to hold the world? Anyway. Then, then this, is the, this, is the, this is what takes the cake. This is why they go to picking up rocks. Verse number 30. Well, verse 29. My Father which gave them me, he's greater than all. And by the way, he's greater than you too. What do you mean he's greater than me? He's greater than your faults. He's greater than your weaknesses. He's great. Anyway. He's greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. Now, now he's setting them up on a tee. He's fixing to knock it to the 300-yard marker. I and my father are but number four he declared sovereignty in other words and, and all these birds running around saying Jesus never claimed to be God they forgot that verse you know what he's saying we are the same they are individuals with the same essence they were both God. You remember, you remember, 
You remember what they say, we're, we're, we're crucifying you? We're not crucifying you for your good works. We're not stoning you for your... We're, we're, it's blasphemy. Blasphemy. They did everything they could. They did everything they could to try to trip him up. But everything he did was right. Now, why did they do that? They were not trying to find truth. They were trying to find a fault. If you look for truth, guess what you'll find? Truth. Right? But you know what? Even when they tried to find fault, you know what Pilate said? I find no fault in this man. Anyway, he's a good shepherd. And the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Can we give God praise and glory right there? He's worthy of our praise. <clears throat> hey, next week is going to be good. Listen, it'll be the last miracle. The last miracle. And it's going to show something that's just awesome. Awesome. I'm telling you. I, 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 I have a feeling it's going to be kind of like a camel called grace. <clears throat> so you want to bring somebody with you next week. This, this, this miracle is going to show Jesus as prophet, priest, and king. And it's going to be good. I promise you it's going to be good. And all God's people say it. Lord, help us tonight to, 